0: to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. Let's hear that bark. How we doing, guys? (laughs) Good to have you. Awesome
1: day to be with you today, Gab, top dog. Hey, BK, I want you and Gab to know that uh, I am getting ready right now for tonight. As you both know, the Cavs are in a tight, tight series Mm -hmm. right now with the New York Knicks, and it's in New York, and BK, maybe they need some help, so I'm just, Tightening up my skills, getting ready to go. Top dog, you got a couple three pointers in you tonight. Well, you know what? Let me tell you guys a short story before we get going. Talking about basketball, I, you know, I played. Obviously, football was my sport. You know, I was a little afraid to play uh, baseball and uh, basketball. And uh, I was the type of guy, I was so quick. Afraid in to basketball. play baseball, well, I, but he played football. Know, you, know why, okay. you know why? Because baseball, you couldn't guarantee me that that damn ball was going to curve. I couldn't <laughs> stay in there. But in basketball, what I would do, I was so quick. I would steal the ball. And but I was hoping that I had a trailer behind me, you know, a player, so I can give the ball to him because I was always afraid that I would miss the damn layup. Oh. Can you believe that? Well, you we gotta break it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but cool. I'm ready to
1: go tonight. The Cavs are going. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. We gotta get our guy
2: Booby Gibson here to give us his uh, expertise on this. Yeah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> we got the Cavs are going for hopefully for another. Uh, Couple months here as we go towards our championship. Here we got draft coming up
1: next week, and and, and how crazy is Cleveland? I mean, I mean, uh, I mean we, obviously, you know, we got the Indians that have started and Guardians, and, Guardians. And, uh, Guardians, Guardians, Guardians. Seeing the Indians, the Guardians, and what's so crazy is this weather is just crazy. One day it's hot, and you know, the next day is cold. But speaking of the draft, I will um, going down to KC. I will be in KC, so maybe, oh, uh, the, we maybe. Have the uh, reference Represent, maybe representation, shoot, representation for maybe the show. Maybe okay. stuff for the show down there, Gab. Uh-huh. So we'll represent it down there.
0: Let's go. Hey, guys, we have a pretty special guest in studio today. What do you think? Introduce him after Uh-oh. this break? You
1: I got
2: think it. I so. Kind of honored here to keep a northeastern zone here in the house, in studio.
0: All right. We'll be back right after this. Just kidding. I lost my mouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We have a pretty cool guy in studio today joining us, Akron native national champion, former Browns linebacker, you guys know i got to gas him up a little bit, and Cuyahoga Falls councilman, we're joined by Frank
2: Stam. Uh, award oh. ace finest, Akron St. Vincent uh, St. You know, Mary's, what, what you know. an awesome honor. Uh, you
3: guys, I can't thank you enough. For having me on the Bernie Kosar show with Hanford Dixon and Gabriella, uh, the first part of that uh, introduction where you just called me special, what that did it for me. You had me there because <laughs> nobody ever really calls me special.
0: I mean, if you're willing to wear sunglasses inside, he's already.
3: Pretty you special. are special. Howard Stern is. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, and we all need heroes in our life. And speaking of heroes. Uh, Bernie Kozar and Hanford Dixon, and I sincerely say this, were my heroes. I looked up to them as a player, and today uh, I value their friendship uh, more than anything. And speaking of friendships, I have Phil Lopez here to my right. That. Uh, uh, we all know and we all know and so, love yeah. Phil. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right. One of Cleveland's
3: finest. Yes. Multi-multi-variable,
2: multi-skilled. And my financial advisor.
1: Very nice. <laughs>
2: well, oh, Very so
1: that's... Nice. Uh,
2: Besides all the good things he does in the uh, community.
1: So uh, now I know whose jet is out
3: there. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's Phil's jet. We arrived know. about a half hour ago. <laughs> Here wasn't, we are at Berkeley. It wasn't a long there. It was only a seven and a half minute uh, trip from uh, Akron and uh, Hudson. Yeah. But uh, thank you for having me on the show.
1: Frank, before we get into uh, some other stuff, tell us, man. Tell us about this football team that we
3: have right now, the team that we are building. Give us so your thoughts on this. This whole thing. team is, you know, I, I'm going to say th- for all its mishaps and baggage and the storm that surrounded this team uh, last year, they were still able to win seven games, correct? And uh, uh, to me, that's, I mean, uh, Brissett, the, the quarterback that started the season, correct? Because uh, my memory fleets. And you know, he's uh, calling, uh, CT yeah. is he, the real thing with us. He yes. did <laughs> an outstanding job. I thought what failed, ultimately failed the team, was the defense. But you see, they've addressed that here early in the offseason where they bolstered the defense and. They bring in uh, Schwartz that we had, yeah. When we were there uh, at Cleveland, and what I loved about him, and isn't I heard,
2: that awesome? How old we are right now? The Frank's damn. It's so not awesome, it, but it, 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 it is it for it you is. to be able to sit I mean, here and speak talk about that for yourself. Huh? I told you yes, I'm not right. old. No? I actually realized you were actually a player under <laughs> yeah. uh, Coach Schwartz in the day.
3: But in Schwartz said something in an, in an interview. I heard him say. He said, "Listen, we're not doing anything different than the high school coaches as far as drawing up plays." He goes, "What we're going to." do differently is provide leadership and some accountability and I think that's where the Browns need to improve now having said that if Deshaun uh, Watson has the game or has the season which I think he's going to have Browns are going to be in the playoffs so I, I mean they can turn it around lickety split so I'm hopeful I'm excited about the Browns upcoming season because I think they can I think they can compete for the division title
2: well, I love your optimism on that. Um, as a guy here from Northeast Ohio and a guy who grew up in, grew up in Youngstown and so aspired to uh, go to actually Notre Dame and play football, um, I uh, wasn't recruited by them, wasn't offered a scholarship. So, Frank, you got a chance to go there. I want to bust your chops a little bit. Test your memory here as a national championship winning uh, player at Notre Dame and 1988, that was also what was talked about as one of the fights in the tunnel um, for the University of Miami. Um, A little known fact was that we played against each other in 1984, the first night game ever on ESPN. at Notre Dame. You're State. kind,
3: Bernie. You're kind. It's more like that first game in '84 when I was a freshman. I watched you play. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, you were running back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so running hey, no back.
0: Speaking of, so maybe he could talk a little yeah. bit about that since we're on the topic, but switching positions from D line in college to linebacker in the NFL, I bet a lot of people would be interested to see how you made that transition as well. So, yeah, the, wait, the, and as you're
2: answering that, yeah. you also went. Bernie, you always. No, need. you went. I know, I screw this up, <laughs> but he went from. Running back in high school, running back at um, Notre Dame under Coach Faust, then to defensive line so and linebacker.
3: Bernie, as always, you are correct. And Gabriella, thank you for doing your homework. So, my de evolutionary ladder uh, goes from fullback to defensive end to uh, slash linebacker, whatever you want to call it. And really, that was all a result of me breaking my leg my junior year at Notre Dame, and we were running the I formation. As I mentioned, being a fullback, and I was a maybe, maybe an I formation fullback. And then Holtz comes in, brings the Veer option. Ain't no way I'm a Veer option guy at at what I you know whatever I was six three two two thirty. So wow, that's
2: almost like the Tommy Vardell size. Yeah, you were a fullback.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Tommy had more skills than me. And uh, so I catch a break. I mean, I turned a bad break into a good one. Uh, they moved me to defense. My my position coach was Barry Alvarez, great guy, who went on to do great things at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, they currently have a statue of him out, outside of Randall, whatever they call it, Randall Stadium or Camp Randall. Uh, but great guy. Talked to him today. Um, uh, so th- then, of course, then we have a successful – You know, I really start one year at the University of Notre Dame, and that was in 88. That was the 88 season. We go undefeated, beat Miami. You mentioned uh, the game we played or were involved with. uh, That was the undercard to the uh, title fight uh, that happened prior to that game. We win a close one, and that catapulted us to, I think, two at the time. UCLA was one, and then the UCLA loss, we go to one. We finished the season out at Southern Cal – We played the Trojans. Uh, We were one. They were two. Uh, The night before that game, Lou Holtz sent two of our top running backs home because they broke curfew. These guys were 75% of our offensive production, and he sends them home. We go from a favorite to a dog in that game, but end up winning it. Rodney Pete was their quarterback. And then to finish the season, uh, we win the game. To finish the season, we played West Virginia uh, in the Fiesta Bowl for the national championship, and we win. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. The Rams drafted me in the second round the following uh, following year. 45th pick. 45th pick. Very good, BK. Very good. <laughs> Look at right. him. Right. Smile. And yeah. then Bert, then I was traded to the Browns. And as Bert Grossman said, I, uh, when I see him, uh, I, I end up with the Browns, and we're playing San Diego, and Bert was a defensive end. We came out at the same time. We, we roomed together in Hawaii uh, for the Aloha Bowl. And I went over and can imagine play. that. So. Yeah, <laughs> that week. Went over, I made a. Play. It was a lot of fun. And uh, and uh, Mr. Councilman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for getting me back on track. Right.
2: So, I'm also so, multi-variable this yeah, campaign manager yeah, right. for all of right. our viewers yes. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, I see Bert after the game. I'm in the Browns uniform now, and he's was He comes across, and I said, "Bert, Bert." He said, "What the?" He go. Well, what are you doing here? He said, they traded me to Cleveland. He said, what'd they get, a ba- bag of potato chips? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you son of a... And, uh, but anyways, it was wonderful coming back to Cleveland uh, and being in, in front, like you, being in front of my friends and family. And Oh, man, it was just, there's nothing like playing in front of your hometown. So it was uh, really, for me, a dream come true. So. Frank, I
0: was just going to say, any Nick Saban or Bill Belichick stories from your time in Cleveland? (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah, Bill Belichick, uh, when they uh, traded for me, he snuck us. We're playing a home-and-home with the Rams. I'm dressing but hurt. And after one of the games, a guy comes up to me and interviews me at length. And finally, I said, hey, listen, buddy, you got the right guy. I'm not even playing. I'm hurt. He goes, I got the right guy. The next day, my agent calls me and says, listen, the Browns want to do a deal. So I said, do the deal. Get me out of here. So they do the deal and uh, show up in Cleveland. Here comes Belichick in the weight room. He says, hey, Frank, glad to have you here. And I said, coach, are you kidding me? Dream come true. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, you recognize that guy over there? And he points to him. I said, coach, I don't know him from Adam. He calls him over. He starts asking me the same questions the reporter did three nights prior in the Rams locker room <laughs> and I said son of a gun he you snuck had a scout ba- Yes, yeah. CTE he, yeah. back yeah. then <laughs> you, so he snuck a guy out there into the locker room did their due diligence due diligence on me before they traded for me so uh Bill Belichick you know he's you know he's pushing the envelope and um that's
2: awesome attention to detail
3: yeah, right. No, no, right. I, yeah, applaud him. Hey, listen, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Um, <laughs> that then, was the motto back then. Yeah. yeah. Saban recruited me out of high school when he was at Michigan State. I was a junior at the, uh, at uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary, and I've known him forever. And, uh, you know, tough as nails. And you know what I liked about both of those guys is they never expected – they never demanded anything from their players that they didn't demand from themselves, right. and that's the key. And, and, you know, they were great examples, and, of course, great football players and, or great uh, football coaches and motivators. I mean, you know, they did it the old-fashioned way, you know. I mean, I don't understand the game now, the motivation, but they did it the old-fashioned way. I had it in, in, in grade school growing up. I had it in high school – Maybe not so much in high school, but had it certainly had it in college. This back half of my year under Holtz is fear is a wonderful motivator, and you've got to you've got sometimes you know. I mean, I think to play at your best, you've got to fear your your surroundings. It just adds another layer of I think performance to. You
2: know, you know, Frank. I love how you said that. That could be left onto itself something people don't really understand. And as guys who kind of grew up in that era, have that era of mentorship, coaching, leadership, fear was an awesome motivator for all of us. We didn't want to let people down. We didn't want to get released. We didn't want to get cut. We didn't want to be the reason why we lost. And those coaches, justifiably played upon that emotion with us and and drew the best out of us with that
3: you know and I think for a lot of us uh, we had success I know uh, you guys did I know Phil has it's not so much you want to and there are people that want to win all the time win all the time win all the time And, and great that's great but I think a lot of us The motivation was, it wasn't about winning, it was more about fear of losing. I never wanted to lose. And I guess if that's the same thing as wanting to win, uh, it is, but in my mind, it's not. I just didn't want to lose. Oh, well, you're didn't not losing,
2: brother. You're not, man. Hey, tell us what you're up to now, a little bit with, with Phil and that. You're, uh, we know a little bit about the Ward date and the council. Yeah, the council I mean, quickly, I joke about it. Yeah, but, I mean, on, it's awesome what you do. It's nah, awesome what Phil, you and Phil are doing. On the, Some of the stuff we're all trying to incorporate together.
3: Yeah, on the politics side, I got involved because I can't stand bullies, and sometimes you know government can bully its its constituents. So I like standing up for my people. Uh, wow, could
2: you say that again? That's beautiful.
3: Yeah, government can act as a bully sometimes and I like standing up for my people, giving them a voice. So thank you very much. and uh, but um, and I'm excited about that. you know, I've been going into my third term, but I'm really excited about working with Phil Lopez, Mark Hammer, Rich Maurer of Garage Creative, also down in the Akron area, Eric Vaughn of Red Point Digital. And I've found a real passion here. For developing, you know, ideas that I've had and experiences, you know, developing my these experiences and and Phil and I have connected on this, along with the guys that I mentioned uh, about putting those uh, experiences uh, and fun experiences and meaningful and inside the locker room kind of stuff and insightful things that we're doing. Uh, and I think we, you know, people were getting a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of interest from people and putting them, basically what I'm trying to say is putting them in on film, whether docu-series or a film. And you know, Phil and I have been working on this for the last couple of uh, months, so.
2: You know, I love how uh, I met some of the guys. I've heard a little bit about some of the things that you're putting together. The stuff you do in the community, Phil, the stuff you do in the community is second to none. It's a massively compliment to you in that. we're doing a little camera work today, yeah, so I think cool. one of the things I'm going to do, cause as much as I love Frank Stams, I'm going to throw your butt out of the seat oh, yeah, yeah, during yeah, a yeah, break. Maybe yeah. we'll put our right. guy right. Phil in for a couple minutes here to talk right. and stuff. But well, Bertie, um,
4: I, have, I have the face for radio. So, yeah, we were <laughs> hey, we were joking <laughs> earlier, kind of work out. and uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Phil Phil has the face for radio. We love you so much, but we're going to put you on camera. because You do so that's much fine. good stuff. You guys in our community. can uh,
4: Photoshop me up, but uh, no, I appreciate that, and and. You know, and it goes back to what Frank said, like following your, your idols. And I didn't grow up here in Cleveland, but I've been here, I don't know how long, 30 some years. And- Proud
2: Baldwin Wallace
4: prou- You know, I, 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 I ran around with your brother a little in college for baseball. And, and, and either way, I became a Cleveland guy and looked up to you guys. You know, the, the football stuff is great, but the off-field stuff is what really, to me, moves the needle. You know, with charities. You guys have all been involved with multiple yep. charities, and, and you've helped out with my charity and, and as well. And I'm just proud. Give to, a shout out
2: to your charity, brother.
4: Well, there's a couple. We, yeah. we we help Akron Children's quite a bit, Um and and this past great weekend. work with the Children's Hospital. Yeah, and that's man. just always been a passion growing up. You know, the uh, great Jim McMahon is Jim one McMahon, of the great guys who's been, been a massive supporter of the Akron yeah, those, Children's
2: Hospital and, and Phil Phil's Foundation.
3: Yeah, I I and in the golf come, tournament. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and
4: and and you guys have both been involved, and again, is just a, a great cause. <laughs> uh, the masters we've got to get him in that one um but phil, no, excuse
1: th- me one second it, not many that doesn't pay <laughs> 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 now <laughs> no, phil on here, that's a little bit different but not many frank that doesn't
4: pay yeah. okay <laughs> go ahead phil I'm well, so, I, so, I apologize
1: no that's so that's, that's the one
4: we my wife jen lopez <laughs> believe it or not i'm married to jennifer lopez which is nice. i'm above my skis but um you know, and then and then recently with Hudson Lacrosse and, and Bernie's help and Frank's help and another friend of yours, Mike Tomzak, we helped out uh, some of the local veterans, first responders who in my opinion, to your to your point, Frank, you know, you gotta help people that can help themselves and you have to be an advocate for these people that don't get the respect they deserve and, and we came together and, and helped out with uh, you know, for veterans and first responders along with high school across. We got to test out some of Bertie's food and, and drinks, which was great, and and just camaraderie that night. So that's the charity end. And then uh, hey, but to,
2: to the charity yeah. end, if I could uh, expound on that, that that was awesome, what we did this past week out at, at Hudson and the lacrosse tournament that, that you'd put on for the vets and the first responders. Actually, one of the things that I kind of wanted to do we were on, on air today that we were doing off air is that uh, Karen DeBetesta... Um, has done an awesome documentary that's coming out um, on myself and she's making a uh, $2,500 donation to um, us at the show um, for doing that. So Gab is awesome and she has um, Love Doesn't Shove Foundation. I've been wearing your wristband so much (laughs) and I don't have it because I wore it so much that I wore it down that the Love Doesn't Shove get you a new one. Well, at, least it you, at least you have, have show, one. But that's okay. we, we're going to do a part of the uh, donation <laughs> to, to Gab and her charity. And then, Phil, what you're doing oh, um, with you. the veterans and thank the you, yeah. first responders um, and what Karen Debatesta and what she's awesomely doing to donate with the documentary we did together. We'd like to formalize, formally kind of get some of the, the, the work off air here that and make so that great. donation to you for all the awesome stuff you've oh. been doing for us. And, Gab, you're amazing. You're so low-key, and what you do for us here, but what you do She's in the community, the how you care about people, and the difference that yeah. you
4: really make, man. We love you for Absolutely. what you do. So yeah, thank and that's, you. The, that's the key, the right? key. a wristband, yeah. hand for,
0: I worry. know it, I, would no, like I like just one, kidding one, with you. You know it.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, and that's the thing where what brought everyone together, right, is you do for others, and good things happen, And uh, but again, you guys are leaders of that. Forget about the on-field. That stuff's all great, but... The people you gravitate to are the people that do more for others than they do for themselves and and Frank's a little more uh, well-spoken than me with his with his quotes but I think that's what you try and wake up to do every day and, and you guys so Frank is that. your is, is involved in this with you well so so this is Frank's project actually okay. you know my <laughs> I don't have many talents um, one of them is kind of connecting people and and Again, I met Bernie years ago in Hanford through Charity and Frank through Charity, but we have a lot of mutual friends who mm-hmm. are just having to be re- retired athletes that okay. um, have great stories. Again, great great stories on the field, but better stories off the field of charity work like mm-hmm. you guys have done. And and uh, so so they asked me to help bring in some of my guys that I help uh, in in post career retirement with investments and in, like Jim McMahon and Larry Johnson and some other folks that uh, are now being part of their their show. They're they're mm-hmm. great series that's going to be coming out here shortly hopefully and and they're keeping it in Cleveland and 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 able to do some great things for for you guys to tell your stories again the ones that everyone haven't heard you know not the how many touchdowns you scored but what you're doing in life and how you're helping other people with products and and being a councilman and, and playing in charity golf events those are the stories people want to hear so we're trying to help get that out to uh Everybody, time to switch. Come on back in, brother. After we finish this, I have some other questions
3: for you, Frank. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Bernie, you once said to me when I got with the Browns, and you were great. You took me under your wing. I mean, it's a quarterback i'm a linebacker i don't know anybody you're inviting me out to dinner uh hanging with the guys i'm like man he was invited he was
2: invited to the line parties the o-line thursdays you know right (laughs) right
3: and you know what he says to me he says and phil and this is why i wanted to get back in the hot seat and this is what you're talking about he says to me you know frank in life like people attract and they do and you know we what kind of people like people okay like people. All right, I just yeah. thought you were saying something. Well, what did <laughs> you, you think I said? So, just checking so, over there. You, you know. got something got
2: you turning <laughs> red now. You're turning yeah. red. <laughs> So steaming, oh, yeah. <laughs> I
1: could do that to Frank. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right,
3: <laughs> right. You know, I could hit the curveball. I know, and that's that I, why. know. So, I know But and, and and that's why this project is is so exciting. Working with some Good. great people, and you know, we're we've got an audience with the Browns. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, and I'm but you, I'm sure you do. Brent Brent Rossi with the Browns. Uh, we have a meeting with him at the end of the month about some of the things that we want to do there. Uh, maybe uh, at the stadium so really excited about this partnership and what we're doing and thanks to Phil and and the guys at Garage Creative uh, it's been wonderful
2: well that's awesome brothers I like the like-minded thinking I remember that I actually remember that almost 35 years ago bro that we were talking about that
1: well I got a couple of Football questions now. And, and speaking of, I'm going to get back to the Browns just for a minute, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Okay, That's Frank. What I, uh, and what I know best. Obviously, the uh, linebacker core, obviously we have JOK. We have one of our main signal callers talking about Anthony Walker, who went down, but uh, we re-signed him. Can you just touch on how important it is for that guy in the middle at linebacker, who's making all the calls, uh, doing everything, making sure people get where they're supposed to be. How important are is that guy on the de- on the linebacker? Yeah,
3: they asked Urban Meyer a question one time about how this defensive tackle was doing, and he says, "You know, he's getting better. He, he knows where to line up." And everybody thought that was a a joke and mm-hmm. a laugh, and the reporters all laughed. But he was being serious, and that's what that signal caller does. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get lined up, I mean, gets everybody on the same page, of course, and he provides that leadership in the huddle and that poise and all of that. So many things that are important. And toughness. I mean, these guys, even though they're professionals, they're still looking for him as an example, just like a quarterback would in the huddle. He's got to take charge. All right, He's calling the plays. He's staying positive. But he's getting guys lined up. And let me tell you something. This game is so hard. It's so hard, and you guys know this, and I don't mean to say it like that. You guys know it better than I. If you don't get lined up the right way, we saw it in this past year with Cleveland. Yeah. It's, I mean, your chances of success are, are, are go down dr- drastically, and Saban was always big about this, Holtz was too, is that find the attention to detail getting lined up the right way, because then that gives you really a fighting chance. So uh, that's what that, uh, those, that signal caller does. Uh, for that defense uh
1: bernie
2: well i gotta tell you i gotta tell you the getting lined up you know as we're wrapping up the show here getting lined up to to your point or urban meyers point of it being so simplistic or taken for granted it actually isn't you, you and i so concur with you you end, end up thinking too much people that aren't lined up right then in turn are not confident in what they're doing and can't let their athleticism take advantage of it during the play and end up not being productive. So here's the, the core principle of knowing. And the, I could see these guys yelling at us right now. Know what you're doing yeah. with a few F-bombs added into into that. But hey, well, awesome more importantly, days. somebody what? I think this year is going to tell them,
3: that, you know, hold them accountable. Well, to and your. that's
2: the key. The Coach Swartz thing you said about being accountable. He'll be reminded because he grew up as he was a baby in in the Bill Belichick system.
1: Well, let me say this real quick. We got the draft again, as we talked about, that's coming up. Guys, we don't draft, obviously, until the 74th pick unless we do something to uh, move up. I think we have a total of uh, eight picks overall in the draft and that's coming up in kansas city i think it starts thursday is that correct yes uh, i i hear we're gonna have a representative down there uh, we will have uh, a representative in the house
2: kansas city bound
1: bk another good show love you my man
2: you matter go browns